was the last time we spoke when you were at, you were around my house watching a film, all three of us. Yes, and that was for Halloween as well. I think wasn't it, it was. Yeah. yeah, I think it was. Did we Two watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Okay. We did. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, they always say as long as podcasts are regular. Yeah. Annually, that's... weekly. Yeah. yeah. Fine. <laughs> Once a decade. More than three is a trend. Hello, my friend and fellow film fan. Welcome back to Disc 2, your movie podcast talking about films, whether it's new, whether it's old, whether we like it, whether we hate it, it will be spoken about. I'm your host, Rianne Evans. Lovely to meet you. And I'm joined by movie gurus Martin Kane and Lee Stevens. Now, I know Hop Gene slash Halloween is over, but the winter months really are a time of ghost stories and spooky tales. So we're going to continue that by talking about our favourite horror films and the ones that have truly terrified us and left us with unresolved trauma that will definitely affect our future offspring. So come in and get settled, help yourself to popcorn and thank you very much for joining us here at Disc 2. Yeah, it's a favourite one. Um, I think because, uh, like, Lee and myself are in our... Well, I've just found out he's 40. Um, but of that age where we're sort of 80s, 90s kids. I know, yeah. <laughs> um, I sort of thought, like, th- like the favourite horror films are always kind of like the similar ones. So you mm. get, like, a Hellraiser or a Nightmare on Arm Street, and they're all, like, the classics. Mm. Um, so I wanted to have a think about something that I've enjoyed recently-ish, mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed Lighthouse, the Robert Eggers film. What made your last keeper leave? He believed that there was some enchantment in the light. Went mad, he did. Tall tales. But. Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe play lighthouse keepers and the idea of it is that uh, Robert Pattinson comes onto an island where lighthouse is to relieve Willem Dafoe of his duties so they take over and it's like two year round thing, a bit like our podcast here. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but what happens is the weather comes in and they're not able to leave the island so then 
what I could only describe as like extreme cabin fever sets in mm. and the pair of them lose their minds um, and it's it's sort of like with like Robert Eggers when he did like The Witch um, and it's got this sort of folk horror feel to The Witch obviously because it's set in the forest it's about a witch um, it kind of feels like The Lighthouse is a similar thing because like almost like a lighthouse keeper is quite an old-fashioned job now even though it's still it still happens but it's not even like a nostalgic job it's like folklore mm. kind of yeah, thing yeah, yeah. um and so the way uh, the way this sort of like is portrayed is it's very it's not sort of set in modern day times anyway but um with it all being in black and white and like something like the witch was really dark in subject matter and literally like even the daytime scenes were quite gray and quite quite dark this this is really dark um because it's in black and white because because as the two characters sort of gradually go more and more crazy um you kind of like the the horrible little voice in your brain sort of thinks oh god this is going to happen soon and then it does happen and you're like oh god almighty that's horrible um so i won't say what it is well i i had no idea that lighthouse was a horror film right okay so it's like yeah i guess it is it is a horror i suppose you could sort of say it's like a psychological it's not a psychological thriller it's like a psychological horror yeah um kind of thing to it will you reveal the ending uh there's a mermaid Weirdly. There's a mermaid. Yeah. Okay. Um, at the end, um, I won't. I won't say like the horrible bit. Let's just say Robert Pattinson um, uh, has an experience which he probably will be scarred for life. With. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, one thing I didn't realise a friend of mine told me um, is that it's actually a remake. Um, but weirdly, the original was only three years before. Um, the Robert Eggers version. Came That's out, interesting. Which is very strange. That the original director must feel. Okay. Yeah, so it was <laughs> a bit, a bit rubbish. Yeah, I mean the original one was like quite an indie. It was a, a BFI and S4C mm. as like the Welsh TV station. It was okay. something done with them, and it was based on a um, like yeah the same thing except instead of it being set in New England, it's set ba- just off the Irish Sea uh, in in Wales. So um, two actors who I kind of I can't remember their names. Both of them have been in our Star Wars at some point playing bit parts, um, but yeah, definitely not of the the sort of levels that sort of. Robert Eggers took it to mm. um, but yeah it's just um, uh, it's it's a really good film it's very dark and I'd watched um, do, you, do you know a film called Bait I've that, heard of Bait yeah so it's about a fishing village in Cornwall um, and how the locals there get fed up of people buying holiday homes and then just coming in in the summer and then leaving the place in the winter again so yeah. it's about the tensions between the locals and the, the holiday makers yeah um, so I'd watched that at a similar time, so it was kind of like black and white sort of thing. And yeah, it was just, um, uh, it was just, it's a great watch. Yeah. Would you recommend it? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe start in like it's not like one of those um, sit down. I'm in the mood for a horror. Let's have a nice night kind yeah. of thing. You better start in a more happier disposition than normal. Okay. By the time, <laughs> by the time you get to the end of the film, you kind of think life's really grim. Okay. <laughs> I feel great, but I don't want to. Um, it's got. Have you ever seen Mother? Yes. Um, yeah. So it kind of go. You know how that sort of goes a bit surreal, and you're like, "Is this imagine? Is this sort of a dream? Is mm. it actually happening?" It sort of starts going down that kind of road as well okay. um, with it. So you're a bit like you become a bit disorientated and getting a bit of cabin fever with them, <laughs> as well as the characters. I, I didn't put I'd that down, but I think that's my favourite. What I'd think of as modern horror film. Oh, it's an awesome one. I'll stop talking. Lee. I, I put The Shining down.
It's my oh, favourite horror course. film of all time. Well, um, you are getting a tattoo of it. So. I've already started. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. The um, yeah, I, I just think it's a perfect film, and it's what I I know it was something. I don't know if we're gonna, if we're going to go through these like one by one, but um, I've noticed that my favourite horror is always the ones that kind of stick you somewhere else. No, they sort, of, they sort of block out everywhere else and kind of drag um, you on a little journey with them. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's there's loads of films you watch where let's say, like the Batman's a good example of it. Mm-hmm. It's a good film to watch. It's a long film, but you're still sat on your sofa watching a film. Just the films new like Batman. The Shining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I tell you I fell asleep during that? Wow. I, I don't blame you. <gasps> there's going to be a murder <laughs> in the studio. I, I loved that film. I know you did. I think I was already tired. Okay. And yeah. it was. It was a very dark film, like very visually. Dark film. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of light, and everyone mm. was speaking like this. And yeah. all of a sudden, I was flinching away because I dreamt I got a netball in the face. you expected from a Batman film. Mm. No. <laughs> anyway, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was really like left field. Why was everyone speaking so quietly? Yeah, it's like, where's the whams and the pows gone? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I just realised my favourite type of horror films are the ones that kind of drag you along with it and mm. right, the, okay, yeah. like transport you somewhere else. There always has to be like a slight fantasy element for me okay yeah when it comes to horror films like otherworldly yeah yeah, yeah. just and i think the uh, for anyone that's watched the documentary about um the shining just like the way that was um like purposely made to sort of discombobulate when you're watching it by having people essentially walk out of doors which would have been freezers on the um, on the map of the hotel. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just to subconsciously confuse people while they're watching it, I think it's genius, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's an excellent shout. Um, one of my favourites is Stephen King as well. Um, specifically, it's part one. Nice. It chapter one. New or old? Uh, new. Yeah. New. I mean, I love um, I love the old one, mm-hmm. which was 1990, starring Tim Curry, who I think is a completely underrated. Oh, he's incredible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he can just do so much. Yeah. Who else could portray Pennywise and then play Long John Silver singing in a Muppets movie? Yeah. <laughs> and play Frankenfurter. And play Frankenfurter. Yeah. Um, you don't want to get the, well as well as you think like some people say things like that don't they about um, like Harrison Ford mm. and you go he was Han Solo and Indiana Jones and uh, and, uh, and, uh. and so yeah you look at like Tim Curry and the cult character like cult characters mm. that he's played um, is like just crazy he's sort of responsible for a lot of real underground yeah. and still even now you know like like Pennywise and Frankenfurter are still real sort of subversive yeah um, characters and it, he, it's him it's the same person same yeah, guy I think he's brilliant um, but that wasn't my favourite version um, I did specifically like the 2017 mm. version uh, now is it Bill Skarsgård yeah. am I pronouncing that right yeah mm. I thought he was fantastic and he I was reading that he took inspiration for Pennywise from The Dark Knight mm-hmm. and Clockwork Orange mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool um, but he was brilliant in that film. He was, yeah, really, really good. And I liked part one a little bit better than part two. I, I thought part two was too funny. It was a bit silly, yeah. but apparently it was very true to the book. Mm. Have you read the book? Right, no, not it's, it's very huge. Thick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had it as a 
kind of as a doorstop yes, teenager <laughs> yeah and it was always one of those ones that was on the shelf to go i'll get around to that one day yeah um, it's yeah. massive so that's probably because i wanted to pick something up today it was between yeah. it part one or misery which mm-hmm. came out in 1990 yeah another stephen king kathy bates got the oscar yeah so apparently they're remaking that Oh really? Yeah. Who have they got in? I don't know. I was role? looking to you to get oh, right, information. Okay. Sorry. But maybe they're not. Um, no. Well, I mean, there's loads of like Netflix have put loads of Stephen King yeah. stuff out and made a load of new stuff, haven't they? So it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, if they go for it, but then I liked the um, I like the remake of Carrie. You what know? did you like about it? Just I, I just quite like uh, is it Chloe Moritz? Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I just like the way like she sort of portrayed what. What's already again like an iconic character, mm. and the sort of sissy space. Mm. Like she's so known for being that. It's like trying to replace an actual person. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I just think she did a really, uh, really great job in it, um, and she was good in Suspiria as well. I think, um, and I don't mean this in a bad way at all. It, it felt like a, just a fresh coat of paint on that film. It mm. didn't. It didn't felt, feel like it detracted like from the original. Mm. And it was just more a case of oh, if you you try and watch this film now, just the like styling, cars, yeah, way yeah. people dressed, it can be quite jarring, especially for young young people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whereas just slap some different clothes on it, put it out. <laughs> Are we still talking about Carrie? Yeah, 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 yeah. And lo and behold, it's still a really good film. Yeah, mm. nice. That's cool because it can kind of go either way, can't it? Um, okay, let's move on to films that have really, really frightened you. And we're talking, you have to keep the light on at night. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, have you done that? Mm, um, no. Oh, yeah, no, me I don't neither. Think... Definitely haven't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, no, I don't, like, I always have this thing of there was a scene in a TV adaptation of The Phantom of the Opera that mm. was on when I was really young and I, I'm sure it was on like early evening it must have been early evening because I was, I was still up and there's a scene in it where the Phantom comes into a dressing room and pulls a suitcase of rodents on the main actress mm-hmm. that made me sort of go okay I'm not going to turn the light on but I'm going to run up the stairs <laughs> into my bedroom um, but as I was thinking about this because we were talking about over a mesh about what we were going to talk about and like things that have sort of really unnerved you um, what it sort of reminded me of is again as a kid being in like video rental shops mm. um, and but seeing the posters and the cardboard cutouts um, and so there was some of the ones I, was, ones I was trying to think of and again it was like you were saying about um, uh, like misery it's early 90s stuff Yeah. so the things like arachnophobia and Jacob's Ladder Child's Play 2 where he's got the scissors on the jack of the box I scared myself as a child yeah. from the poster right. without actually watching it because I didn't see the film because it was what, 8, 9, mm. 10-ish. Imagination. In that, it's the, the imagination. You're on the arts council. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted um, you. No, 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 no. Um, it's fine. Uh, but like stuff like that, and like Candyman and Silence of the Lambs stuff. You know, you're almost scared of it before you've even seen it. Mm. And that was the old thing that they did with like The Exorcist and Last House on the Left in the seventies. That was the advertising campaign for it. They got you scared before you walked into the cinema. Yeah. And so I remember a lot of those sorts of films um, were the ones that were sort of would stay with me. Um, even after I'd watched it, you, you kind of you've terrified yourself before you've hit play. It's good marketing, <laughs> that isn't it? Oh, it's great! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I don't, you know, most of those films didn't even mean to do it. It's just that they were, as I say, they had these big cardboard cutouts or the big posters, and the posters were scary. Mm. Um, so when you finally get around to watching it years later, and I don't know what happened with me, 
personally, but because I was looking at the years of all these films, and like as I say, these are like 1990 to 1993. 1994 came about and things like Interview with the Vampire and Wes Craven's New Nightmare mm. and I remember those being advertised and just thinking oh great okay like it didn't it didn't worry me like scare me at all yeah um, so I don't know what maybe it's just that growing up that I'd hit sort of like 11 at that point so you sort of realise they're all films and it's not mm. it's not real or whatever but um, yeah I think there was a transition into gore as well I think that yeah. that might be one of the big things because I don't find that I mean it's it can be gross but gory death scenes are fairly scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. The, so I think there was a maybe jump scares as well. People relying more on jump scares yeah. and taking away from that sort of horrible psychological thing that makes you feel a bit icky and your shoulders go all tight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, speaking yeah. of gore, just on a little tangent, mm. um, I saw I was reading the Guardian's article on. Is it called the Terrifier? Is that a, yeah, yeah, uh, Terrifier? That's like yeah. a black and white clown. Yeah. Mm. Have you seen any of those films? No, no. but I've I seen Terrifier either. two advertised a lot recently. Yeah, um, that's but no, I haven't seen any of them. Apparently, that relies just purely on shots mm. of people being. Disemboweled. Yeah, yeah, very in very creative ways, and mm. like the difference is that the camera just films everything. Right. So okay. I, I don't think, as a horror fan, I don't think that really ticks a box for me. No, I think it's quite like I'm probably the same as you in that it's quite saturated. Um, that sort of like early 2000s thing when like Saw and Hostel and all that lot came out, mm. and that was just kind of literally done to death. Mm-hmm. Um, where then you had stuff like Human Centre People, which was just terrible, but mm. people making it for the sake because they thought people wanted to see horrible stuff. I will. You would like to see Human Centipede? No, no, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll defend Human Centipede 1. Okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think yeah that's that's yeah. a good film. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, and, you know, like the, like the frequency of, like, the Saw films, there were the first, what was it, seven of those came out year on year yeah. on year for seven years, so yeah. it just got a bit, you know, a bit much, I think. Um, and I don't know whether we've had enough time um, to warrant bringing that sort of thing back again. As I say, like the the Robert Eggers stuff and the Ari Aster and like Jordan Peele. Ari Aster and Jordan Peele, are fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've sort of like paved this new way of horror, mm-hmm. which works on like a Hollywood level um, kind of thing. And I think there's a bit more of that yeah. um, to come uh, before you start sort of subverting back to we've had enough of that kind of psychological stuff now let's go with the in your face stuff yeah yeah I mean I just feel like there's not a lot of substance to it you know no it's 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 like a sort of easy you know um, easy win I guess um, and if you're gonna go down that route unless there's a really strong story behind it like Saw was always quite cool because it had this ongoing sort well, of thing well the first about, one was a brilliant yeah yeah twist you yeah know, so. um and it's like okay, what you know, you, you kind of went more into the John, uh, whatever his name is. I was going to say John Craven, but that's country file. Uh, <laughs> there's the age references. There. <laughs> um, but you know, it sort of went more into his backstory a bit mm-hmm. rather than the, the the gore and stuff. But you know, you kind of almost feel like if you're going to go into all that sort of super gore, it's kind of almost better if there was like a humour yeah. element to it, yeah, and you yeah. sort of put it back as like a a Sharknado. Mm-hmm. Tromery kind of low budget piranha 3D yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of thing um, but yeah I don't, as I say it's probably just like traits and fashions yeah. at the moment going round and those sorts of things are um, and I've noticed like a big sort of upturn on people using like social media as like a horror subject yeah. um, and things as well so I watched this film the other 
yesterday was it the day before called Cam mm. um, that's about a girl who's like a, she's a cam girl um, and someone steals her identity what's so a cam girl? Um, it's uh, um, explain this in a PC way Martin it's a lady who dances online for money okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> um, that's fine and so uh, yeah she realised someone's hacked into her account um, and is putting videos up but she looks identical to her mm-hmm. um, and so she's trying to stop sort of like what what's going on there and it's it's that um kind of thing of like the horror is like the woman's need for attention and like right. taking away her likes and the whole thing is that she wants to get into like the top 10 of cam girls mm-hmm. and she's at 50 at the moment and all all this sort of thing but again like the twist on that at the end um is another sort of almost like black mirror kind of like mm-hmm. look at technology yeah um, as to who cool. the imposter is and you mm-hmm. know all the things so um yeah there's all that which is getting a bit more real to life too yeah in terms of real to life stuff I know that it's uh, a very old story but I thought the new version of The Invisible Man was excellent oh it was awesome fantastic in the way it it sort of mirrored what domestic abuse victims go through and people not believing them and not yeah. having like mm. evidence and you know I thought it was brilliant yeah there's um like as you know we were just saying then about the um the sort of trend of really gory stuff and actually it's more maybe more the psychological stuff now and mm. so there's been like quite a lot of supernatural um horror um kind of recently too um which which is great um but there's also, I kind of feel like there's going to be a nice sort of trend of, uh, like, just normal people. Yeah. Horror-like, because it's scarier if it's just a crazy person. I know. Then there's no monsters, there's no ghosts or the devil invocations or anything like that about it. And there's a really good, let me get my notes, there's a really good film from a couple of years ago called Bleed With Me. Mm. Um, that's about um, a couple go for, like, cabin in the woods in winter. Um, but the woman's friend comes along. And uh, the friend is convinced that the woman is drugging her and stealing her blood. And so it goes into this sort of like spiral of is the friend crazy or is the woman trying to actually steal yeah, the blood? Yeah. Um, oh, that sounds interesting. And it's, yeah, and it's that sort of that thing of like, Original. There's, yeah, there's no, um, like, like the Invisible Man, you know, there's, there's no magic or anything involved in it. It's just someone who's really unstable and you're locked in a house with them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's really cool. And I like that because I find that really... It makes you think, doesn't it? And it's good writing, really yeah, good yeah. writing. So is your moment the the TV moment with the rats? Did you say a box of rats? Go I said rodents because I didn't Rodent. want the, the... The place is hot enough in here, I didn't want it to catch <laughs> <laughs> Pro- Yeah, probably go with that. Because that's the thing that always sort of comes back to me. Okay. Um, I think, yeah. I'd usually say something like Poltergeist as well. Um, just because I watched that when I was way too young to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that or like, as I say, the scaring myself with film posters um, maybe did it. <laughs> Excellent. I'll shut up now. No, <laughs> yeah, no, crackle. I love it. <laughs> Mommy's Child's Play. There we go. Everyone has a birthday they'll always remember. Can we open my presents now, Mommy? A good guy! I knew it! Hi. <laughs> He's something, isn't he? This is Andy's. Time for bed, Andy. Good night, baby. Good night, Aunt Maggie. Good night, Chucky. Everyone knows. 
house. Most accidents happen at home. How did that happen? This is no accident. Andy! Undetective Mike Norris, homicide. Andy! Miss Peterson's dead, Miss Barclays. She fell from the kitchen window. Someone's moved in with the Barclay family. And so has terror. Mommy, I know who was on the counter. Andy! Who, Andy? Chucky. Nobody believes you about Chucky. For God's sake. Why won't you believe me? Because I'm sane. This is Barkley sane and rational. No one believes the truth. Ah! Or lives to tell it. There's nothing nice about murder. And there's nothing innocent about child's play. I watched Charles Play when it came out. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> you're not forty. So <laughs> the uh, I I was probably five, maybe <laughs> maybe four or five. I can't remember how old I was. That film terrified me to the point I didn't watch it in its entirety till I, t- entirety till I was thirty eight, and it, I was I with it you. Either. Yeah. and I, I hadn't seen it and even up to now I've watched all of them I think they're really good it's, they're, it's actually on my list as one of my favourite horror films for mm-hmm. that reason but the even in my 20s seeing Chucky I had a like a reaction to it <laughs> <laughs> now I haven't seen Child's Play can you just explain the plot really quickly man gets shot in a toy shop he does black magic wizardry he grabs toy, it. sticks himself in the toy. Yes. The toy has to put himself in another person. Um, and that's kind of the toy's job. Yeah, no, I have seen it, sorry. Yeah. Um, I could have explained that better. No, it's no, perfect. Well, <laughs> that's exactly well, what happened. I recognised it as soon as you started, <laughs> so can't be that bad. I have that similar sensation to spitting image. Okay, yeah. And yeah, yeah. seeing spitting image, and it was before we moved to the Isle of Man, so I would have been year two or like one or two wow, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I cannot handle their faces which <laughs> well they were like they were so grotesque yeah. very and grotesque being like because I remember like that age and it was mm. on at like 10 or whatever at mm. night so you weren't supposed to be up then mm. um, even the massive age gap between us I was still that sort of age where you're not supposed to be you know yeah. um, and because I think because you were so young you don't get that it's supposed to be humour it's just yeah. these horrible and it's like, oh, that bit looks a bit mm. like that lady off the telly from the news yeah. or something. Um, but yeah, it, it, I completely get that. Like, mm-hmm. even now, I'm not a huge fan. Mine would be the Blair Witch Project. Nice. This is my home, which I am leaving the comforts of for the weekend to explore the Blair Witch. I can see you. I'm real excited about this. Thank you for I'm the opportunity. I'm very glad. This area's been haunted by that old woman for years. I don't know why you have to have every conversation on video. Because we're making a documentary. Not about us getting lost. We're making a documentary about a witch. I don't. Lost? Admit that first. No, I know we're not lost. They're all over the place. How do we know it was people? Well, even if it wasn't, I'm not going to play with that either. And it's not because of me that we're here now. (laughs) Hungry and cold. And hunted. Just want to apologize to Mike's mom and 
Josh's mom and my mom. just remember I watched it I don't know why I went to uni and was really homesick for the first semester so I decided to stay in my room and watch the Blair Witch Project for the first time mm. and then I had to keep the lamp on for two nights I think to sleep nice. I just couldn't I think I don't know what it is about it I mean I was reading that what was it oh that they were supposed to have a, a scene where they kind of saw the Blair Witch okay yeah um, and in the scene, they're like, oh, my God, what is that? What is that? What is that? And the cameraman was supposed to pan left and see sort of a woman wearing a white dress in the distance. Um, and the cameraman forgot. So then they just didn't wow, breathe. happy accident. Well, yeah. Wow. Because that's what I find most terrifying is that you just hear them so frightened and you just don't see what it is yeah, that's causing that. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it didn't hold up like as you would expect in first. No. but the second still frightened me I'm not sure it was that scene is, that is the one isn't it where you see the witch running around uh, I don't know is it that? and it looks really comical because <laughs> she's like stooped over <laughs> oh it could be I'll be honest I've only seen it once and it was on in a pub one night mm-hmm. when mm. when I was in there so I was sort of going oh, oh this is yeah. mm. that the, the sort of new a new one which I, don't, I can't remember what year it's from, but where they've got the drones. I enjoyed that. It's really good. Mm-hmm. What's that? And she's like, so it's the same, it's basically like Amanda, mm, Heather, sorry, not Amanda, Heather's yeah. brother. Uh, it's yeah. like, it's like 20 years later. And oh no, that's the one I, I've seen. No, Which, no, no, wait, no, no. Wait, so you've got So you've got the original one. Yeah. That's the three in the forest. In the students who go missing. Yeah, and they yeah. do their own yeah. film footage it's all grainy and the guy stood in the corner at the end oh yeah that, fr- yeah. that, that scene so there's one that was only a few years ago right. that's basically like Heather's brother who's like she's still in there so I'm convinced so they go out with cameras is that and that's Blair Witch 2 no no that's like Blair Witch Legacy thing. or something yeah. I yeah, see yeah. okay sorry Blair Witch 2 was done not long after Blair Witch 1 which was done more like a film Okay. Um, and it's I can't, as I say I saw it in a pub but I can't mm. remember what it's got all about. it's completely it's not like I don't think it's like point of view right. camera or anything okay. to, the, to the point where it, you know sometimes when you get films where um, what's, the, what's the one with the two monsters in it really good Wreck the City um, like modern day thing what? they need to make a, a, a sequel of it and they never do it um, the mon- mon- it's like it? found footage monster film oh Cloverfield yeah yeah right. and they've now they've decided to not make Cloverfield 2 they just keep grabbing films which are nothing to do with Cloverfield and slapping the name Cloverfield on yeah, it oh yeah but I, enjoy, I enjoyed that 11 Cloverfield lens yeah that was really good that was awesome that didn't need Cloverfield right? that was just good <laughs> yeah it was really good um, but uh, that's how Blair Witch Project 2 felt right, it, okay, it yeah, could have yeah, just yeah, been it could have been like any other film, film and yeah. they've just slapped, slapped the label the on it and thrown out the door yeah I guess because it came out in 1999, yeah. uh, kind of the first of its kind. Would yeah, you say? well, especially in like Hollywood, because you had like the last broadcast, but that was it, that was like quite underground. Yeah, so it wasn't um, as sort of thingy. And then there's a Ghost Watch BBC. <sighs> Um, did you see that in 1992? With uh, Craig Charles? Uh, I don't know. I know oh, I it, they had uh, Michael Parkinson was in on it. Yeah. And it really <laughs> frightened yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, because people were like, is this real? <laughs> and uh, apparently with the Blair Witch Project, people were sending 
the main actress's mum like sympathy letters because <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're convinced oh. she was dead or missing. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was the first. It was the first film really that took advantage of the internet and mm. like marketing mm. on it because they built. Um, they like built like a memorial website and like invented like the police department to put the missing posters online yeah. and stuff. And so I remember the um, some friends um, of mine were over from Canada, and they were talking about it like before it came out over here. And so like, oh my god, there's this film and like it's it's but it's not a film; it's the actual footage, and they just found it. And so they've released it, and it's ah, well, it's crazy. So I remember going to see that at the cinema. Another excellent marketing. Mm. Oh god, absolutely, yeah. They absolutely nailed that, and I think they needed it as well because if you just had that as a film, sort of standalone, its own, without all that, yeah, it probably wouldn't have got anywhere. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting you say about the, you know, the real scary thing is that you don't, you don't see the witch at any point. You barely see anything because, again, like the Egger stuff, even in the daytime, it's quite, it's not the height of summer. Mm. You know, it's autumn. The skies are grey. Everything's just a bit murky. Um, and we, and you can sort of relate to the characters and how frustrated they're getting about being lost, and yeah. well, it's it's that immersion mm-hmm. thing that you like you were saying, Lee, um, about what makes a good film. You know, I do like horror. I think I've spoken to you both about this before. I do like horror films where I don't know who the actors are, yeah, because yeah. Mm-hmm. I find their their horror more. I don't know. I just feel it more. Yeah, well, um, you've got to be a great um, a great actor for people not to go like. Oh, there's Indiana Jones just mm. running away from that thing. Yeah. Oh, I keep using Indiana Jones for some reason, but um, <laughs> but I mean that's the, like that's a good thing about like Willem Dafoe, yeah. Um, because with him in like the lighthouse and him in um, oh uh, it's it's completely gone. What's the one with Charlotte Gainsbourg and they play the couple that are grieving and they go out to the forest. Um, I'm just thinking of Spider Man. Definitely not Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's gruesome as well. Um, if you uh, if you ever get a chance to watch it, and I get a chance to remember it, that's a really good watch. What um, Spider-Man? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm fa- I'm just going to try and quick. Yeah, try and find it. I uh, yeah. I think Tony Collette. She's someone who's obviously very famous, but I can just she convinces me. She's made for horror films. Her face does terror. Yeah, really well. She's great in Hereditary as Hereditary. well. Hereditary, like, that, that would be the modern one that really got me. I yeah. really struggled to watch it. I thought it was excellent, but I really, it haunted yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, um, uh, that's just a great one because it has got that, I guess, because you, it's so family oriented and it's not sort of close until sort of nearer the end, really, that you understand that there's that like occult mm. thing and that it actually happens like when the husband goes up on fire, mm. but you're already invested in the family at that point, so it doesn't really matter that yeah. um, that all the crazy magic stuff has happened. Um, I'm thinking of Antichrist. Oh, Antichrist. Yeah. Um, which I've only it? seen clips of Antichrist. Right. Yeah. That's a. Um, yeah, it's a really good one. But again, it's that, like, Willem Dafoe's such a good actor that you kind of just forget it's Willem Dafoe and it's mm. just this guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, I'll see you in another couple of years. Yeah, that'd be yeah, great. Awesome. <laughs> I'd be great. <laughs>